0: scallywags, scoundrels, rogues, and rebels. Asylum Studios is pleased to present a show that will bend your mind, scramble your morals, and ruin your good taste. This is not a show to take home to your mother and definitely not one for the children. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Chaos and Disorder. Yes, indeed. Welcome into Chaos and Disorder from the Asylum Studios. And Mr. Fligger is not here, the person that usually hear bloviating bringing the show in. He is coaching his daughter in, oh, I guess she's playing volleyball and he's coaching basketball now, I believe. Anyway, he's not here, but um, it just said, "Well, let's let us let us get do some house cleaning first here." Thank you, Andy Frampton, for bringing us in. You can find him on TikTok and Facebook at Bronco Swanson Rival Lovers for all the good music. You can find them on on uh, YouTube. You can find them on Bandcamp. Find us at Chaos in Disorder on Twitter, Pod at gmail.com. And you can find us on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Podchaser, all those great places, and all the archives that you can handle from a decade plus of us wasting time at Asylum, or no, not at Asylum Fantasy Sports.com. And not so inconspicuous now that the chair is filled. Even though it was empty last week, Alejandro Finkelstein is in studio. And, um, you know, we didn't get a whole lot of information out of Mitch last week there, Alejandro. And... You know, you were seemed to be puffing your chest out that, that you had really made up with your boy and uh, he was going to start having drinks every night or at least once a week. One, so yeah, uh, once, what once week. what seemed to happen because you weren't here last week. Mitch was upstairs banging the mops around like normal.
1: Well, let me tell you a little story. Mitch and I, we have our... uh. Our, our date we go out to, we have a nice dinner we have some drinks and then the next thing well let, let me ask you do you know where Punta Arenas is Chile yes the very southern tip of Chile
0: yes it's probably kind of chilly down there this time of year it's, since it is winter yeah it's yeah it's winter no it's pun about intended, of 30 course.
1: degrees right yeah. You ever wake up in a pine box with only a pair of shoes with a little note that says, ha ha? No, I have not. Yeah, well, Mitch Mitch is a practical joker as long as well as being a nudist.
0: <laughs> yes, we did hear that come to think of it.
1: So, little note and a pair of shoes, which if you've listened, you know that I commented on Mitch's shoes the one time. And from that day forward, feared for my life. Well, tried to make amends. We hit it off. You thought you
0: did, didn't you? Yeah, yeah.
1: That big strapping lad taking me up in his arms. <laughs> <laughs> then go to. Then we go to dinner. And then, like I said, when I say pine box, I'm not saying a coffin or anything like that. It was a pine shipping box. He shipped me to Punta Arenas, Chile. Yep.
0: Well, you are a jazz guitarist down in Chile, if I'm not yeah. mistaken.
1: Yeah, well... Notice I said I was in the nude. There was no wallet.
0: No passport. No
1: passport. You know how hard it is to get back... From Chile. From the southern tip of Chile. Punta Arenas.
0: It's probably hard to do that. Yeah. It, how did you manage it?
1: Well, I found a uh, street busker, asked if I could uh, borrow a poncho first, because, you know, when you're...
0: Yes. It's winter and it's...
1: I get that. Uh Chile You're
0: Not in a town that is full of nudists.
1: Right, right, especially in winter. Right. Asked for a poncho, and if I could borrow his guitar for a little while, and made a little coin, and just bust my way to about three sixteenths up the coast of Chile. Got in touch with my manager for the jazz, and uh, he forwarded me some money from the bank account. Flew up here. $1,700 later and uh, 22 hours of flying. But I finally made it here. Glad to be back with, well, you, since Flieger no. ran off.
0: Flieger is not um all that interested, apparently. Yeah,
1: but there you go.
0: In fact, I don't know if you listened to last week's show. He was rather pleased that you weren't here, which I, I was quite dismayed at.
1: I did not get to listen. Uh just got in this morning at 5.30 to pittsburgh so
0: wow yeah well this is august 24th it is hard to believe quite frankly correct that let's see one week's uh 31st two weeks is what like the six two weeks like 16 days nfl season starts
1: it's amazing it's the
0: best time of year it is it's the most wonderful t- Yeah, anyway. Exactly. Anyway, on August twenty fourth, you know there were some significant happenings that happened in this world on August twenty fourth. Did you know that?
1: What perhaps happened in the past on August twenty fourth?
0: What would you like?
1: Just start with the morbid stuff first, since Flieger's not here.
0: Well, it's basically all morbid, <laughs> but we'll go for the the more lighthearted one.
1: Lighthearted morbid. I Eighteen
0: like fourteen. August 24th, 1814. Okay. British troops enter Washington, D.C. and set fire to the White House in retaliation for the American attack of the city of York in Ontario, Canada.
1: What jerks.
0: James Madison was president at the time, and him and his wife had fled, but they were never able to live there again. By the time it was repaired and livable, James Monroe was president.
1: Yes, he shouldn't have been able to live there, just running off on his country.
0: Well, you have to keep the president safe. That's what he was doing.
1: Harrison Ford wouldn't have left.
0: Well, he did, actually.
1: He he didn't. He, he stayed didn't. on Air Force One.
0: Oh, yeah. I was thinking of Morgan Freeman <laughs> where they had, uh, who who was that guy? Gerard, was... Gerard, Gerard yeah, yeah, Butler. Yeah, Gerard Butler protecting him. That's yeah. right. Okay. Well, August 24th of 79 AD.
1: Okay. Very
0: uh, significant time.
1: Yeah. It doesn't ring a bell.
0: Mount Vesuvius erupted. Oh wow. Burying Pompeii and Herculaneum, killing thousands. It was estimated the eruption put forth a ten mile mushroom cloud of ash and pumice.
1: No, you you don't, don't really hear a lot about Herculean.
0: No. Herculaneum was a it was a town of about five thousand people. Huh. And I guess where a lot of the elite hung out. It was, you know, they oh. had a spa and all this kind of stuff. Apparently, it was buried under, I think it was like 16 or even more feet of lava and ash. Wow. Wow is right. And then, of course, we know about Pompeii where finally, I think it was like in the 30s, where they started finding these, like, casks almost. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they start poking holes in, them and they find out a guy actually got interested. Wonder what these things are. Right. And they start filling up with plaster, Paris, and it was actually people. Yeah, you know, which were incinerated doing that. Not a good day. No, in Italy, obviously, no. especially Pompeii.
1: Yeah, in that bathhouse.
0: Right. So that was my chaos and disorder <laughs> history update.
1: That's it. That's I, I expected a little bit more, more, more.
0: It's kind of hard to – I mean, I guess I could have led more up to Vesuvius, but you're certainly not going to beat it.
1: No, no, (laughs) no. Or Herculane.
0: Yeah, Pompeii and
1: Herculaneum. Let's get it right. Herculaneum lemonade stand.
0: So, anyway, as we move closer and closer to NFL season, injuries are mounting up
1: by the second i don't like it no
0: <laughs> i don't like it no it's but it's i'm not glad they're happening now and not right after our football drafts
1: rapidly approaching as well
0: indeed i can't wait again i'm ready most wonderful your number here. one pick correct
1: in two separate leagues
0: yes that we are both in <laughs> together and i am nine and eleven
1: well, 11's not
0: bad. 11's not bad. Nine I, like I was kind of disappointed in, but eh, I'll take it.
1: 11 holds a special spot in my heart. I bet. That was the year I believe that, uh, or no, I was 12 that yeah, year. Yeah, you were
0: 12 because you made the <laughs> turn with Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, I believe. Yep. Yes. And won the league. yeah Because traded me Tom Brady later on in the year. Was that the year he blew out his knee? No. Okay. No, he actually I, played. I would have felt bad. Yeah, sure you would have. But a sad day today. Charlie Watts, drummer of the Rolling Stones, passed away. Yep. 80 years old. Still, Cause unknown. Yeah. But I know that uh, he had pulled out of the tour back in June where they were planning, I think they're supposed to open up in St. Louis pretty soon, I think.
1: I believe so, yeah.
0: And uh, he had pulled out of that due to health reasons. But, it, you know, all the only thing that came out then was due to, A medical procedure that was successful, but nobody really knows what happened. So, yeah, Uh,
1: I had looked at getting tickets when they played Pittsburgh, and then when I found out that he wasn't going to be there, it's like, eh, that's I wanted to see the Rolling Stones, and without Charlie Watts, right, it's not really the Rolling Stones to me.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Because as we know, Charlie Watts is the Rolling Stones.
0: Wow. You know, I mean, it would be Charlie Watts was, yeah, you know, Charlie Watts, Keith Richard, and Mick. I mean, you yeah. got to have those three. Um, you know, obviously Brian Jones passed away years and years ago, and he was a drugged out shell of himself of when they first started. Uh, it's amazing how he spiraled out of control. Great guitar player. Oh yeah. Um, but he was just a. Hey, I mean, you, you hear a lot of the you know tales of you know say like like Jim Morrison and and, and guys like that but I mean you know Brian Jones I mean he spiraled in a matter of just a couple of years
1: I'm trying to remember there was a movie it it wasn't a documentary but it was like a Hollywood documentary about him um I wish I could remember the name of it now but it overproduced hollywood documentary but it was still really good right um but oh man it it was so sad like i would like to see an actual documentary right on him but yeah that was that was yeah, a shame Brian
0: Jones and sid barrett two are the two are the sadder stories when it when it came to to things of that nature but um yeah it, it's just sad to see charlie watts pass away and um I tell you what, they're, they're just that whole group of guys. They're just getting older and older, and they're going to see more and more of it.
1: Stoned was the movie.
0: Stoned. Okay, that makes sense.
1: Appropriate. Yes. Two fold.
0: So you and Mitch okay? I mean, did you see each other?
1: No, I did not see him when I walked in today. Um, okay. I I don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign or.
0: I don't know either, but yeah, you guys need to get this stuff straightened out because this, this, you know, Fligger's upset over the whole situation because Mitch last week broke some stuff. Oh, D- didn't want to hear anything from Fligger when he when he was complaining about it. Huh. You know, and I, I just don't know why you guys can't get along with it. You never see an ill word between me and Mitch ever. No, I mean that's
1: factually accurate.
0: Yes. So, I mean yeah. let's get this shit straight. Maybe
1: you need to be the mediator between the three of us.
0: No, I think you guys need to I tried. Get along.
1: I tried. Like I said maybe it, maybe it's just a practical joke taken a little bit too far.
0: I wonder I what think he maybe p- your your sense of humor just wasn't <laughs> copacetic with Mitch's maybe. I don't know. I wonder
1: how much he paid for shipping and how did he was a was he able to afford that kind of shipping? The yeah, punta you know. arenas. Yeah.
0: You know. Mitch, he's, he's got some other dealings other than being a janitor, you know that.
1: Is he a day trader?
0: I think that's what it is. <laughs> he he does. He he <laughs> trades some stuff, that's that's for sure. Okay, we're going to start something on the on the, the chaos and disorder, we hope. Uh oh he's re- yeah, I I wonder what he's re- reaching for. And, you know, you two, especially, are all into ghost-believing and ghost stories and finding ghosts and all this kind of stuff, correct? Factually accurate. And he's, you know, Fligger's really into that. He's he's scared of ghosts and spooks and all kinds of things. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah. So, I thought... I don't know if you do or not, because we I'm just kind of throwing this on your lap here. I don't even know, since you are such a, a stout believer, and Flieger is such a stout believer, I don't even know if either one of you have a legitimate ghost story to tell. Like, he when, like when asked us about UFOs, you and I actually had UFO experiences. Right. You know, at least sightings, whatever.
1: Okay, I was going to say, when you say legitimate because I have two stories.
0: Well, legitimate means something I it's a true story that you actually believe okay was whatever, you know, something uh, other than this world, other than
1: I have, I have two that specifically happened to me, so. Yeah. Okay. Legitimately, uh one of which could be confirmed by, I think there was three or four other people there. Okay. And one of those people had a far more terrifying experience than I. Yeah. So, but anyways. you Is this you're,
0: person still around?
1: Actually, I have not talked to them in about 10 years.
0: So, I guess we won't be able to get him on the show to I tell the story. I might be able story. to. I
1: can, I can try and work on that.
0: Yeah. Uh, if he hadn't seen, talked to you in 10 years, I mean, he may be... Burn out in a gutter somewhere mm-hmm. i mean we rescued you i mean we That's can't fair. save That's the whole fair. world
1: <laughs> so what's your idea here where where are we going with this
0: well what we would like to do and i'm you know since you have a story i know i have a story um i've actually told i believe i told you guys before but anyway we want listeners to either a call in and we'll have to get a uh, get a phone number out to call in or send so either a the story to chaos in disorder pod at gmail.com by writing it out legibly hopefully or just send us your contact information we can get a hold of you and we can record the story
1: i like it i think that's i
0: would a- like to get that out there i want to see just how many people actually believe or have had ghost encounters
1: yeah i i think i like this segment and that's a two-thirds vote so i think it sticks
0: what do we call it
1: just the ghost giggle
0: oh here we go (laughs)
1: that's it the ghost giggle (laughs) your ghost giggle for the eve although some people might think that we're making fun of them by calling it the ghost giggle but we'll work on that
0: I, I, well, Fligger actually believes that was a ghost because actually this, if you listen, is something he claims just popped up. And I can't remember what, what exactly, because you know I don't pay attention to anything he says, really, unless he says it ten times. Right. Um, it was on his phone or on the computer. He was doing something and recording something the show. I think he was actually recording um, uh, the, you know, like when Mark LeMay brought us in from the asylum and so forth. He was was putting some of that down. He says, all of a sudden, that just happened to pop onto one of the recordings. And he was sitting there by himself. And he swears that's true. I mean... I mean, I know he's simple. And, you know, you could probably hit him with a rubber band and tell him it was a ghost. But, I mean, I don't know.
1: I also don't think that he has the initiative to come up with a story like that.
0: Yes, he's not very creative. I I mean, as far as putting forth the effort to think up stuff.
1: And then go forth with it.
0: Right. Yeah, and really try to pull uh, the the hood over our eyes. Yeah, yeah. So we'll take him as a word that he actually believes that that's what happened. So hopefully he has another story. So we actually have, what, three or four already. And we don't even have listeners in yet. Yeah. So there you have it. That's what we're gonna do. The ghost giggle. I like it. Ghost giggle corner.
1: <laughs> it it rolls off the tongue.
0: Yes, it does. But anyway, should I tell this story yet again? I say go for it. I mean, we are telling ghost stories, so I mean
1: Hey, it's your segment. You can have with one it? lead that it off.
0: I really wasn't witness to, but it was my wife. Mm-hmm. And I believe I've told you this story. Yes. But anyway, it was back when my one daughter was very young, probably mm-hmm. two. Now, she was born in the 90s. And my, I had an older sister who passed away in the 80s um, from leukemia. Anyway. So anyway, she would put her down for a nap. And at that time, she stayed at home. She was a stay-at-home mom, and I was working. And she would hear, you know, she'd usually go to sleep because she was a great sleeper, which was wonderful. And she would wake up, and she would lay in there, and then she'd hear her talking, like she's having a conversation and so forth. So anyway, after a few times of that, she thought she was playing with stuffed animals and so forth. So, anyway, one day my wife was getting her dressed or whatever and asked her, who are you talking to in here? And she goes, well, it was Aunt so-and-so. I'm not going to use right. our, my sister's name. And she goes, and, and, and bear in mind, she passed away four years before she was born. Okay, We have no pictures up in the house. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever been to walked around our house. there's few paintings, but there's no photographs
1: paintings that you've done
0: yes, yeah. and various other people but I, actually, there's a photograph of my mother who okay. was ninety six when she was about three, mm-hmm. but other than that, it's about it, we just not picture people, so we had no photographs up so. anyway, so she was telling her you know that it was aunt so and so and she goes you know, really. And she didn't really say anything. And so what you guys talk about Because all oh, she likes to read me stories and we talk about stuff. Okay. So she let it go when well, it was a couple, I don't know, a couple of weeks, you know, it just kept going on and on. And says, well, who are you talking to? She goes, talking to aunt So mm-hmm. and so. And, She goes, are you sure? "Uh Uh-huh. So my wife got to thinking, well, I'm going to go next time I have some time. I'm going to root around in the, I don't know, the attic or wherever. We had boxes of pictures and stuff. So she dug out this picture that we had of my sister, and she dug out one of her friend who actually had the same name as my sister. So she threw her in there and then some random people.
1: Like, straight-up police photo lineup type thing.
0: Yeah. And she sat with her the bed and, and said, um, here, let's look at these pictures. You tell me if you recognize them, you know. So she starts going through some of these old pictures, old aunts and uncles and so forth, and she's just sitting there looking at them. And she gets to the picture of my sister, mm-hmm. and she goes, that's her, except her hair is white now whoa and
1: i've heard it before and it still shocks me each time
0: yeah and my wife was like whoa (laughs) (laughs) what you did and then of course she tells me that night and it was like whoa (laughs) so that's my ghost story
1: so like i said you've told me that story before and my daughter is just over a year and a half now and also, fantastic sleeper. Very thankful. But every now and then, like, we'll be watching her on her monitor. She will be out cold and just stand up and look across the room at the wall like she is focusing on something. Mm-hmm. And then she points and starts babbling. Right. And it reminds me of your story so much. I'm like, oh, God, who, who is there? Who, <laughs> Right. But yeah, that it. That's crazy. That's a great ghost it story is. to lead it off.
0: And she is. She was probably. I'm gonna guess. Um, probably two. Two years old at the time, maybe a little older. I mean, because she was talking, you know. Okay.
1: So we got a couple more months before my daughter starts being able to tell me who it is.
0: <laughs> maybe, yeah. <laughs> so there you have it. That's my ghost story for the ghost giggle.
1: (laughs) (laughs) For the ghost giggle. That's a great start.
0: Should we sell coffee or um, should we move on?
1: You know what? We're about 25 minutes in, so let's let's get us some coffee in.
0: Let's do it. We'll be right back after we sell a little bit of coffee from our friends at Dead Sled Coffee. Don't go away. Let's talk about our sponsor, Dead Sled Coffee. Dead Sled Coffee strives to create a culture of acceptance and respect no matter what your level of coffee knowledge is. They are distinguished coffee for the exceptional and unconventional. They offer amazing products that do not require your dictionary or your atlas to appreciate. Feel comfortable ordering their coffee and know that it is not a crime if you do not know where the beans came from or where it was processed. They have done all the work for you having slurped and sniffed through endless cuppings so you can just sit back and enjoy your coffee experience. Not sure what to try? Well, try some of their new signature blends, the Robert England blend, the Kiss blend, and the Cypress Hill blend. Go to deadsledcoffee.com. Use the promo code DEADSLED15 and take 15% off your order. deadsledcoffee.com. And hey, tell them Fligger and Briggs sent you. All right, welcome back to Chaos and Disorder. It is Briggs and Finkelstein. Mr. Fligger seems to think that, um, you know, coaching girls basketball is more important than the show.
1: I'm 50-50 on that one. Although it's not his daughter's team. Yeah, not. not It's not.
0: She's playing volleyball.
1: Yeah, not as important as the show. No. Especially when you're the talent.
0: Well, yeah, supposedly. We'll have to um, check
1: the ratings next week. Yeah. Like, we'll pull we'll him while he's here, and then we'll compare him to the week that Mitch sent me to Punta Arenas.
0: That's a good point.
1: And just see
0: who's the talent. But I think that what we will find in either case is the whole show is solidified by the rock. <laughs>
1: It's that's that's a solid statement, sir. <laughs> yeah.
0: Indubitably.
1: Hey, so earlier we brought up it's football season. Yes. It's on it's on Can't the, wait. the horizon. I got a question for you. Yep. Who's the worst team this year? Cincy or the Jets?
0: Oh. I think it's Houston.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: I think it's Houston. I don't think Cincinnati is going to be nearly as bad is what you seem to be projecting.
1: It's not going to be good.
0: Oh, Joe Burrow will be back. They have Joe Mixon. They have three good wide receivers. And, yeah, they play in a tough division, but they weren't the worst team last year.
1: Yeah, I think Houston's going to surprise people. Deshaun's going to be a healthy scratch every week. Tyrod's going to get his chance to shine. Phillip Lindsey's going to go ham. It's it's people aren't going to know what what hit them. They're going to are fake
0: news.
1: (laughs) They're going to think it's a an easy twenty one point win, and Houston's going to come back. And
0: it'll be a easy seventeen point win, (laughs) maybe fourteen. But yeah. So okay, so I mean, if you're going with that, I'm going Houston, Jets, Bengals as the best. You know. The best of the worst, from worst to best, yes.
1: Does Detroit factor in there at all?
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, I was thinking AFC only. Yes, we have Detroit. Yeah, I'm not real high in Carolina, even though I think they'll probably be a little bit better. I think I don't think their defense is all that good. Um, but yeah, Detroit. I mean, Swift, Dan Campbell's already. Don't know if Swift's going to be playing or not. His conditioning's not there i mean i I don't even know what's going on i I wasn't (laughs) on swift at all this year but if you're already in a coach's doghouse yeah it doesn't bode well
1: love dan campbell
0: yeah (laughs) oh on a Saturn note did you see that tom coughlin's wife had passed away i
1: did not see that yes
0: i did see that just today this afternoon as a matter of fact and um you know that, that that's just too bad i I don't know how old Tom Cawthorn must be what around 80 something like that assume. I'm gonna say so but yeah she passed away um I think she had been sick because I think he did make the statement that it was just sad to see 74 okay someone like that slip away so I mean yeah all you know condolences to them that's for certain but uh well, we're just full of good news, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's the uh, Vesuvius killing thousands. You know, sunshine. Charlie Watts passed away. Tom Coughlin's wife passed away.
1: Cincinnati Bengals.
0: Bengals. British troops burnt down the White House.
1: Yeah, and that! Ugh,
0: There's just not much good news out there.
1: Can't believe he fled the White House. He. We
0: well, had to take care of Dolly. I mean, who's oh, going to make all those snack cakes?
1: <laughs> that's fair. I mean, geez. Ah, uh, so what are you most excited for in the twenty twenty one slash twenty two season?
0: Ah, uh, what am I most excited about? Just the football season it It's just red zone watching you know football on steroids having barbecue sauce slather all over my face and down my <laughs> shirt and sitting in my easy chair and watching my computer and as my team folds like a cheap tent every year. But, no, football, I, I just love it. I, I, I can sit and watch Detroit and the Jets. I mean, I mean it, it, you know, I, it, I'm not that way with any other sport. At all. I mean, even – I mean, I love hockey, but, I mean, quite frankly, with the limited exposure that they have now since they got off of ESPN, which I think they're going back to ESPN, which certainly will help my viewership because I like to be able to see as many teams as possible. You get to know the players. You get to know the teams, and you have a more educated – I don't know, watching experience, if nothing else.
1: Uh, that is one thing I think that the NFL like nailed because it's just on. You can watch football all day. Yeah. And it's not your market. Whereas baseball's kind of does it, but not as well as the NFL.
0: But baseball is such a pigeonholed sport anymore. Yeah. If you're not a Dodger fan. A Yankee fan, a Red Sox fan and a few other teams, your team doesn't have a shot anyway right I mean you're you're looking at the Orioles you look at the Diamondbacks you look at Pittsburgh um and there's a few other teams out there that are just they just don't have any chance whatsoever because of the the money there's players out there making more money than the Pittsburgh Pirates payroll right and I mean that's just ludicrous if, if baseball, Apparently, they seem to think it's fine.
1: Yeah, I did see, there was an article, I think it was today or yesterday, that um, the bigwigs of MLB are starting to investigate the vast difference in salaries. And maybe it should be addressed.
0: Well, of course it should. I mean, you should have some sort of a salary cap or change the... the quote-unquote, profit-sharing. Yeah, that's... I mean, why do the Yankees, because they're in the New York market, they deserve more money. I, I don't get that. They only bring in more money because they've become one of the teams. I'm just using the Yankees because they're New York, but they've become one of the teams that have taken advantage of the lopsided rules that they came up with, and they can afford $200 million payrolls. The Dodgers are the same way and so forth. And and it's an unplay, unfair playing field.
1: So, I, I'm not disputing what you're saying. But what I... Well, you shouldn't. George Steinbrenner was brilliant when this whole royalty tax in baseball right. happened. He said, screw it. I'll pay an extra however much it was that time and go over the quote-unquote cap.
0: And it was started with Charlie O'Feeny with the Oakland A's before that.
1: Like, I have no problem if you're quote-unquote buying a championship. Go out there, do what you need to do to win, and pay, pay the players. Put, put a team that people want to come out and see. Put a, field, or put a team out there on the field that brings you in money from jersey sales, commission, or concessions, and all that. It, what do the Pirates do? We we go out and we
0: develop players, trade them for more prospects and cash, and then a month after the trade deadline, we have free hot dog day, and they think everything's great.
1: Right. We're going to make it up to our fans by fireworks night.
0: Yeah, fireworks, free hot dogs. Come on out. Watch us get pounded, 9-1.
1: Right. Meanwhile, the Yankees give away free hot dogs, too, and also have fireworks.
0: Right, exactly.
1: But they have how many World Series championships?
0: Well, they have the most, obviously. <laughs> I mean, you know, Pittsburgh Pirates certainly aren't last in that category. Right, right. But if you go back in the last 25 years, they've got Zilcho been right. longer than 25, since 1979. Yeah, Let's just face facts.
1: Quick math, that's more than 40 years.
0: That is, what, 42 years. Yep. Um, but local economics be damned. I think every team, if they are part of the league should share equally. I
1: think that's in whatever
0: contract that they have with television, whatever you turn on any game of the week it's always the Yankees. It's always the Dodgers. It's always Boston, whatever. It's never Pittsburgh and Milwaukee. It's never Kansas city and, Whoever Minnesota, right? It's never those teams. Well, they're never exposed. How are they supposed to make money if the if the TV refuses to show them? Right. So I mean, they need to make it equal. Each team gets televised the same amount of time on national TV, whatever the game is. I mean, the NFL does. Right. They'll show Detroit every Thanksgiving. Nobody wants to watch the Lions. Nope. But I do. Absolutely. I want to watch football. Right. And. So if you're a baseball fan, you'll watch the Pirates and the Brewers, or you'll watch the Royals and the Twins, whatever the case may be. Absolutely. So let's get with the baseball. Damn it.
1: We should write them a letter. A stern <laughs> yeah, a stern uh, talking memo. to. We'll, we'll we'll do a memo from the desk of chaos and disorder yeah,
0: from the <laughs> Asylum Studios. Indeed, let's get it together, baseball. <sighs>
1: Speaking of sports that you love, that okay. was a terrible segue.
0: It was because we were bashing baseball, which I do love. I love the game of baseball.
1: Yeah. There was a time. I loved it. But actually, a friend of mine, uh, we have a bet. I think it goes into 2023. Um, we have uh, bottles of bourbon and scotch on the line that, that the Pirates will be September worthy of watching in 2023.
0: I oh, hope you don't have any good scotch or bourbon on the line for that one.
1: Oh, no. I mean, he will buy me a bottle of bourbon if they are not. I will have to buy him a bottle of scotch if they're actually worth watching
0: in September. Oh, well, hell, he'll get some bourbon coming yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I like that bet.
1: Uh, but actually, on to...
0: Speaking of sports we like...
1: How about Patrick Reed?
0: Yeah. Missing the BMW championship. Double pneumonia. Isn't that something? That middle sucks. of August.
1: Which is kind of funny because I once had double pneumonia in August. Really? Yep. Huh. Of course I was a young lad back then and in the middle of what was it thirteen year old all star baseball tournament? Wow. Yeah.
0: I had it when I was well, I was in my fifties, but
1: not even in your prime yet.
0: No, and but it was, yeah, it was, um, I had been sick. I don't know what your symptoms were like, but I had been sick. You know, I just thought I had like a cold mm-hmm. for like, I don't know, it seemed like forever. But, you know, you just couldn't get rid of it. You take stuff, you feel a little bit better, you couldn't do, But I never could, never could seem to get enough sleep. And I remember the day that really did it, It was it was deer season. We were in Pennsylvania, and I was out hunting with my brother. And I'd gone down this trail that I went down many times. You know, you get down the hill, Mm -hmm. you know, the mountain ridges around here, you know, and I was going up this other, just kind of pushing along slow. Well, then I started making my way up the hill. Yeah, I'm not obviously, you know, a mountain climber, but I can certainly navigate through that type of terrain. And I would take five, six steps going uphill, and I had to stop. And I just like breaking out into a sweat. I couldn't breathe, you know. Finally I made it back to the cabin, you know, and my brother walks in, he goes, You look like hell <laughs> I said, Yeah, I kinda feel like it too. So I ended up going to the going to the doctor and I had pneumonia. I mean it was just I wasn't coughing right or anything of that nature. But yeah, I hadn't I had uh, pneumonia in both lungs.
1: I I had kind of the same thing. Felt like I had a cold, but nothing it was actually more like I had summer allergies and um, I got a sign to steal. I was on first base, took off for second,
0: ran out of breath, <laughs> halfway
1: between first and second base. I almost face planted. I couldn't breathe, got to second and was about to throw up. I'm like, what is going on? So my coach was like, you're all right. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine gives me the steel sign from second to third get thrown (laughs) out roll your eyes (laughs) get thrown out by about three feet and I'm just like Willie Mays Hayes like face down hands out and I'm just like get off the field they're like are you all right I'm like yeah fine whatever go back out on the field and I get to the um, foul line and I just turn around I'm like I'm not okay so they replace me my dad takes me to the doctor, and they're like, How are you even walking? Like, it was
0: actually, I'm not I'm laying f- dirt f- face down the dirt on the baseball field. But thanks so, for asking.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to remember, I think it was like a week or 10 days that I was uh, in the hospital with that. But yeah, it was fun. So.
0: It's not fun stuff,
1: <laughs> not at
0: all. It really isn't.
1: But uh, you start
0: messing with lungs. Yeah, apparently. And some of the big five. I don't. I don't like that. You know. Apparently, you need those. Yeah. Weird. I mean, did you ever hear the song Lungs? Check it out. What? Towns oh. Van Zant. Oh. Okay.
1: Lungs. So Patrick Reed's not playing. No. Who do you got this weekend? And what can you tell me about the BMW Championship?
0: I'll be honest with you, I don't even know who's all playing this week. I, you know, I'm getting so hyped up on football. I haven't I didn't really pay attention to the field, but I tell you, it seems like this year I'm on Jordan Speeth about every week.
1: Well, beans, it's the playoffs. Pretty much everybody's in. Yeah. Um but yeah, Jordan Speeth's a good call on that one. I I think he would fare well. I would like to say that my boy will pull through, oh, but Dishambo. I'm not as breathy as I once was for him.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. I
1: mean, I wish he, I wish the best for him. Wish he would pull through. But, um, I'm, I'm also going to uh, raise that banner for Morikawa.
0: I, yeah, I, I like that kid, man. I will tell you what, he is tough.
1: I, I, I say within a year or two. I'm not saying he's the next Tiger. I'm not saying he's the next Phil. But he's going to be a weekly contender. He could
0: be a Phil. Uh, I don't anoint anybody a Tiger or a Jag until they're up around eight or nine majors. Yeah. I mean, because we saw Roy McElroy knock down four majors right in quick. like three or three years, something yeah. like that nature. Oh, here the next, you know, he's dethroned Tiger and everything. He hasn't won one since. Right. You know, and so, yeah, I mean, you have to have some longevity um, to even be thought of in that stratosphere, yeah, Phil. That's that's one thing, but you know, I I hope the best for him. I like to see him win ten, twelve majors, something of that nature. Um, extremely difficult thing to do, as Jack and Tiger have proved it. Right. Yeah.
1: Um, I know right now, Rom is the go-to for the win this weekend. Trying to see, Justin Thomas, Morikawa's three, Xanders four, Spieth five, and Dustin Johnson six.
0: Is where Vegas has got him. Right. So, speaking of Vegas, did you see that? And it's probably worth, you know, a few bucks on that. I think it was the odds were like, I and mean, I'd have to look at it on Twitter again because it was this afternoon. I just glanced at it, and then it kind of registered like this is. A really good bet after what I saw. Big odds on Jacksonville being the last team to win a game. It was, oh, I mean, I mean, like I forget what it was—like two hundred to one or something like that. That that really, yeah. Huh?
1: I could see taking that one. I mean,
0: well, maybe that's not a good bet because I don't. They won't be last now that I think about it.
1: Who's gonna be last then?
0: I would think like the Jets or the Houston or someone like you, that. You
1: need come on over to Houston. The water is fine. <laughs>
0: <God>. <laughs> I don't I don't know. You are fake news. That's what I think right there.
1: Oh, you know, I I don't know. That's Jacksonville. Okay, Jacks so you back. think
0: Jacksonville is worse than the Jets? Yes. Now, the Jets did have the miraculous two-game win streak last year. <laughs> I know that. Which threw them out of the Trey Lance sweepstakes. Right. Because Jacksonville, who won their first game last year, didn't win another one.
1: Gays couldn't even fail to fail.
0: I know. <laughs> I always have faith in them to fail. I and mean, they failed to fail. Yeah. It was the easiest thing to do.
1: <sighs> yeah, I...
0: Let's sell you, some sandwiches and come back. Yeah, I'm going to what think do you about. Say?
1: I'm going to think about that one while uh, while we have. Uh,
0: what do we got coming up, Eric? You're the producer. What, what's our next segment coming up to close out the show?
1: We'll, we'll figure that out in a minute.
0: <laughs> I knew that would be. I wanted to put you on the spot. That is going to keep everyone intrigued. So we'll be right back after we hear from the chop shop. We would like to take this opportunity to tell you about our sponsor and friends, The Chop Shop in Butler, Pennsylvania. The Chop Shop is leading the way in the western Pennsylvania area for good eats. With fresh menus, great specials, in-house made desserts, and the recently added iced tea, lemonade, and milkshake bar, you're sure to find something to fulfill that craving or hankering, and even a little something extra for that sweet tooth. Yep, they even have gluten-free and vegetarian options as well. You know, between Facebook, Google, Yelp, and TripAdvisor, they average 4.7 out of 5, and that's over a 10-year span, so they are consistently killing it. You can check them out on Facebook, but also at chopshopbutler.com, or do yourself a favor and visit them at 108 North Main Street, Butler, Pennsylvania, and tell them Flagger & Briggs sent you. That's right. Tell them Flagger & Briggs sent you. Welcome back to Chaos and Disorder, and you know... I was on Twitter last week, and there was a tweet out there. I think it was Bud Light. that has, like, these team gift boxes or whatever. Okay. Um, I think the, the one that they had, had was a Travis Kelsey one or something like that. But they sent out a tweet to recommend someone to receive, you know, a team of our choice, you know, gift box i don't know what it was was like some design bud light cans and signatures and so forth so naturally you know i nominated our number one fan in italy jimmy d oh you know hope he gets it however jimmy you know we're looking to take over the military here you know you need to get the word out mister what was that not in a coup fashion no not in a coup fashion but you know, over the radio airways, you need to get the word out, my friend. But stay safe. We'll see you. I hope you win it. All right, what do we have? You said you'll figure it out. Now have you figured it out, Mr. Producer?
1: Actually, yes, I did.
0: Great. Cuz you are the man that did. gives us the perfectly formed guidelines for every show.
1: Um but I forgot what it was. Oh. So, actually, what I was You know
0: why you forgot? I'm listening. Because Mitch walked through and I don't know. You I had to go under the
1: I dove under the desk. <laughs> Actually, you were telling us a story uh, earlier.
0: I tell many stories.
1: And since we were talking about golf. Yes. And it was a very good story. Yes. And this goes back to how you kind of got your foot in the door into the golf realm about being a uh shoe polisher oh yeah i think you should tell that story but our audience hear it
0: well i mean you know it was i don't know how great a story it was it was just a, a different time it was a good time to be alive i started off at a local country club i started caddying when i was probably about 11 or 12 years old and i caddied for some for golfers you know probably i don't know it must have been about three years Three or four years, but anyway, I got you know quote unquote promoted to be the <laughs> locker room attendant in the pro show, or in the club building, and part of the responsibilities were you kept the locker room clean, kept kept the fresh towels out, soap, you know, aftershave, all this kind of stuff I have for the for the members to use. And you got to realize, back in those days, I don't even know. I just don't think it's that big of a deal anymore. I mean that used to be a thing, the country clubs, you know, the oh, men yeah. the men of stature came out and they had their normal weekly tee off times and the groups that they played with, they came out, they changed clothes into their golf outfits, went out and played eighteen holes, came back, took showers, changed and all that, went straight over, maybe met their wives in the dining room and had dinner, drinks and all that. Basically, the club basically took care of them until yeah. the evening, you know. So, anyway, so I am the locker room attendant, and I had a side shoe shine business uh, where I shined the golf shoes or the street shoes or both uh, of the members. So, what we would do, um, and this is this is like two years before I got quote unquote promoted to the pro <laughs> shop, so. <laughs> So I'm still cutting my teeth in the, in the locker room there. And meanwhile, this is in like 19, oh, I don't know, 74. And at the back of the locker room they had, which was very handy for a, a, a youth of 15, 16, somewhere along that. But they had a beer machine in the back of the um, locker room where you could get a can of beer for 50 cents.
1: Like a pop machine?
0: Exactly, like a pop machine. With beer, Man. it had like Genesee, it had Budweiser. I think it had like this. But remember, this is like seventy four, Pabst Blue Ribbon. I think, um, you know, yeah, a few other beers. So anyway, during during the day or during the the course of the day, the members would come in. And if they wanted their street shoes shined while they played golf, they would leave them on the bench in front of their locker. Now, the locker room had various aisles with rows of lockers and benches in between them where they could sit and change shoes and all that stuff. So they would leave the shoes on the bench in front of their locker. I would go around, shine the shoes, and then put them under the bench in front of the locker when they were done. And conversely, when they came in from playing golf, if they wanted their golf shoes shined, they would do the same thing. So anyway, many of them, we had that we had month. I I was an entrepreneur. I had um, you could pay per shine or you could pay by the month. Oh, So some of the guys were on the monthly plan and everything. Subscription service. I like this. Well, a lot of times the guys, and I remember this is the 70s. It wasn't full of cheapskates like nowadays, (laughs) where they would leave tips like in in the shoes or so forth, maybe a dollar here or there, you know. Well, anyway, there was one member. He was probably about, I don't know, 28, 29 at the time. He was the son of another member. They were both really nice guys. In fact, the old guy, his dad, he was probably 60s at the time. I know many a times he would just give me his car keys and say, here, take my car to my house. I forgot such and such a putter. It's in the living room or something. <laughs> so, you know, then you'd have to go do that. He'd flip you a five or whatever the case wow. may be, you know? So anyway, his son, who was a very good golfer played every weekend and he usually played late afternoon, you know, probably like one to two. So he wasn't getting done till like five or six o'clock. Yeah. Well, he would leave his street shoes on the bench, and I'd shine them up, and I'd put them under the bench. And then when he came in from his round of golf, he would leave his golf shoes on the bench, and they were always had a tip in them, you know, which I always appreciated.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, it just so happens, this is the different time. Like I said, this right. was a good time to live. Right. And when I would go get his – when I heard him come in, I was always – First, running out to grab his shoes first to grab the tip because in the one shoe was what was left in a pack of Kools cigarettes, Yep. and the other gla- the other um, shoe was a mixed drink that he brought over from the bar. Usually a bourbon and coke, sometimes you know a uh, uh, gin and tonic. Something yeah, he would he would switch it up. You know he, he was indoctrinating me to right. find my specific taste. Right. And I always appreciate that guy. He, he, that guy had the shiniest shoes in the club, I believe. You
1: know that that era and that age bracket. I I would appreciate the smokes in a indeed in a drink. Everybody
0: than... smoked. Everybody <laughs> drank. And do you know who was one of my favorite members from down when I went to? As you know, I moved to Lake City. Yes. And of course, as I worked through school. I had three jobs at a golf course. Mm -hmm. One was in the pro shop, one was on the golf course, and one was down in the cart barn where you had to clean clubs and so forth like that. Well, they would bring their carts in, drop the carts off, took the clubs off, you had to clean them, and then you put them back in the rack where where they belong. Well, one of my favorite members that was always there right after the Super Bowl um up until the masters so it would be like late january until the first part of april because right. he was from lake city was pat summerall
1: oh no and way.
0: me and pat summerall were basically after my first year but you know i was there for 3 years by the second year of college we were on first name basis and he would leave me a six pack every time he came in from playing around the golf that's awesome and he was just a wonderful human being <laughs>
1: Most people would think, "Oh, that's cheap." Like, you know, give him, give him some money, put it towards school, or no, nope. I give me, give me a sixer. Drank with him,
0: and you <laughs> know, even name the friend because he's long gone too. His name was J O Waldron. I would go up on Sunday afternoons and sit and watch football with him, and they buy me drinks all afternoon. That's great. I mean, it was a wonderful time to be alive.
1: <laughs> and you were how old at that point?
0: At that time, I was about. Yeah, 22, 23, you know, early 20s. Yes. That's great. It was wonderful.
1: (laughs) Great (laughs) time to be alive.
0: It was. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Oh, my. And that was a bunch of nonsensical storytelling that probably had nothing to do with anything.
1: Oh, no, it was a good story. It was story time with Briggs this week.
0: I guess so. At least I captivated you, no one else.
1: (laughs) And you told me that story twice, (laughs) and I was still captivated.
0: (laughs) And you still enjoyed it, so I'm impressed.
1: Yeah. (laughs) If nothing else.
0: If nothing else. Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, sir. Do they have a shot at the AFC North? Absolutely. You think so? After what I just witnessed? Still not worried about the line? Nope. Well, obviously not. Nope. But you know, we'll get into bold predictions on the asylum show, so we won't go there. But you kinda hinted at one of your bold predictions yeah. before. Yeah. You know, that um I that think you may relieve you know, release to me when we record the asylum show. I'm sure Flicker will be impressed as well.
1: Absolutely.
0: But um yeah, I, I think the line is definitely going to be better. Yeah. I think they're gonna have a little few groan pains. Uh, oh, you know, well, yeah. first off, obviously. But well, oh, I tell you what, after watching Pouncey and and DeCastro and Villanueva last year, it was like no wonder he got rid of it every 2.1 seconds right. or whatever the case may be. He had to.
1: And no wonder he had tells. He had to hurry through his progression.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it,
1: the, I mean, yes, the line worries me. Um, Najee running. Najee Harris is a real deal. He is.
0: They get a running game like they did in previous years, you know, I can't compare him to the bus, But, I right. mean, you know, you go back to the Le'Veon Bell days, I, I think he can certainly do everything that Le'Veon Bell could do. Oh. Pass catching and so forth.
1: And he can plow people over where exactly. Bell did not.
0: Right. Um. Yeah, that's going to keep defenses honest. It's but, not going to be – I don't care if you hand off the James Conner because he's going to fall down anyway.
1: Yeah. I, the thing that really impressed me was um, that little – 46 yard was a 46 yard reception yeah. he had
0: yep Whew. indeed he
1: looked smooth out there
0: does benny snell make the team
1: i think for depth only maybe
0: i mean if they keep four running backs he'll probably have a spot yeah right i mean because you have what samuel you have mcfarland
1: oh yeah i um, forgot about samuel Um,
0: and of course, no, there's there's just not, yeah, probably for depth just out of a safety concern.
1: Yeah. Until, until they get everything squared away. Yeah. I would, I, I think he makes it. Um, I don't even, I don't think he's practice squad eligible either, but I guess time will tell.
0: Before we wrap it up, didn't you say you had something you wanted to mention about Cam Newton?
1: About Cam Newton and, and his, his
0: stupidity. I didn't say stupidity. I believe that's what you said. No, in studio before we came. I on the said air. his
1: boneheaded move.
0: Okay, that is not stupidity. That's not stupidity. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> okay, for all you listeners out there, boneheaded move is not stupid.
1: So here's the thing: you had COVID last year. There are strict protocols still in place. You you went through last year where the protocols were so strict this year, they're like re-implementing them. And you just like, meh, go do your own thing and don't tell anybody. And now you're all upset because the league's like, you didn't follow the rules. You essentially missed a COVID test. And now he potentially loses his starting job. That's a boneheaded thing to do.
0: Do you think. I know this is all speculation and you'll probably poo poo it, but do you think he knows he's not starting and all of a sudden doesn't really care?
1: You know, leading. Going into the season, he said all the right things. Going through mini camp, going through OTA. Yeah,
0: but going through training camp and watching him be totally outperformed. is a a different matter.
1: Right. And I felt like he was all in on for whatever happens, happens. And that he was actually trying to be the veteran to help. Right. But the more I think about it, maybe it wasn't a boneheaded move. Maybe it was a, eh, whatever. I don't care. Kind of like what you said. He's just resigning to the fact that he's done. He's...
0: But if you resign yourself to that type of attitude on a Bill Belichick team, you're usually not there very long.
1: Yeah. But for whatever reason, Bill Belichick loves him.
0: Apparently not that much. Well, i
1: he's still on the team.
0: Well, yeah, but who else is going to fill that role?
1: Gardner Mejew. Stidham? <laughs> yes, yeah, Stidham. I don't know. I mean... I'm sure there's some Palmer or one of those classic journeyman quarterbacks out there that's been around for 17 seasons that could Palmer. Yeah. One of the Palmers, Jordan. Oh or... yeah.
0: Well, AJ McCarron's on IR, but apparently he got hurt. So he's no oh. backing up Matt Ryan. So there's no trade bait there. You know, Gardner Minshew actually has been rumored as been, you know, people looking for him that need quarterback help.
1: No, we got to wait until we find out if Dewey's the guy. I don't think
0: Jacksonville has any desire to get rid of him at all.
1: They they really don't. And like I said, we got to wait and see what happens with Dewey and if he's going to be the heir apparent. Otherwise, we need to go get Menchu. Menchu needs to be in black and gold next year if Dewey doesn't pan out.
0: We'll find out. It's so close.
1: So close.
0: I guess that's about it. That's about all I got. We're done. You got any more stories? I got stories, <laughs> but no more this week. Hey, thanks for checking us out. This is uh, Chaos and Disorder. We are Fligger and Briggs minus Fligger. We're Briggs and Finkelstein tonight. And, uh, you know, we're glad you stopped by. Um, you can find us all at AsylumFantasySports.com for every episode we ever, ever did over the last 10 or 11 years. You can find us at Chaos in Disorder on Twitter. Chaos and Disorder Pod at gmail.com if you want to email and get your ghost stories into us. Send us your information or the stories themselves. But write it legibly and in English, please. But
1: Or Spanish. We'll translate.
0: Yeah, we can do that, too. But anyway... This is Rick Briggs. That's Alejandro Finkelstein. And we thank you for joining us. And we will see you next week. Take care. Little shoeshine boy.
1: Hasta luego.